Here we are again. It's another week and we are delighted to speak to you. We would have been much happier if we could have been with you. But somehow that will certainly still happen in the near future. In the meantime, it is a great delight to be able to be with you and to share with you just um, a continuation of our journey through the book of Matthew. We're actually going to jump right from where we were last, around about chapter 7 or so, right till the end. We really feel that we've covered a whole lot of um, focuses on terms of uh, the king and I, the king and my expectations, the king and my values. And, and what we want to look at is actually the king and my lifelong mission next. Mission that God has for us and is for a church. And so I want to talk to you today about the simplicity of making disciples. So we're going to jump right to the last chapter of Matthew and talk to you from this beautiful, beautiful chapter. And so as we look at this, there are a number of things that I'd like to actually just highlight to you from this very important verse that we find in the section from actually a few verses, not just one verse. It's in Matthew 28, verse 16. It says the following. Now the 11 disciples went to Galilee to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him. This is about the time that Jesus is about to leave the earth and go back to heaven. Some of them worshipped him, and it says some doubted. Amazing, eh? And Jesus came and said to them these things, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. There are about five things that I want us to focus on over the next couple of weeks as we talk about this mission that we have. We are in a time when the church should constantly be reminded of its mission on earth. And, and these verses are so pertinent for us today. We, we cannot be so soaked up in this current context that we're in, this current season with COVID and all these things, and lose the mission that the church has. And it's not to go out just on a Sunday or a Saturday morning into the streets. It's a daily affair. And so we want to talk about this as we consider the, the king and the mission that he has for me. And as we look at this portion of scripture here, we see five things. We see, first of all, there's a mission on hand. Clearly says, go and make disciples. Then we see, secondly, another M. There, there's a clear motivation why we should do this. And he says, all authority is mine. He is saying, he is commanding, he is commissioning us. The third thing I want to say, third, that's not fourth, that's three. The third thing I want to say is that there is an important message for us to share. And it's this, teach them to observe all that I've commanded. That's what we've got to go and live and tell people. Do what Jesus has told us to do. The fourth thing he says in this portion, another M, is that there's a messenger involved. There's a message, there's a messenger. And the messengers are you and I, it says, and I will be with you, not them, but with you. <laughs> and then the fifth thing is, there are masses, another M. The masses are, it says, all nations. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. So there's more than just one person involved. And so these things are still very relevant for us today. And over the next week, few weeks, we want to talk about them. But today, I want to just focus on a few words from verse um, 19. It says, go therefore and make. 
go therefore and make. So it's go and make. These two things together. And I want to just show you how simple it is to really do this. But let's backtrack to the beginning of, of chapter 28, where we find here that in um, verses 1 to 15, that there are two stories that, that are told. And, and our making of disciples and the simplicity of, of making disciples is based on the story we believe. Because here we find angels coming to women and, and they're at the, the, the tomb where Jesus was buried and, and the women come there <clears throat> three days later and the, the body is gone. Jesus is gone. And so the angels um, find them there and you'll find this story in chapter 28 verses 5 to 7 where the angels speak to the women and say, Do not be afraid for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here <laughs> for he is risen. As he said, come see the place where he lay. Then go quickly, they say to them, and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And behold, he is coming before you to Galilee. There you will see him. So they, the, the, the women, their story is based on what the angels told them. And so they have this amazing story to go and tell to the other disciples. We find, however, that there's another story that is told about this incident. We find that in verses 11. It says, while they were going, these women now, behold, some other guard went into the city and told the chief priest all that had taken place. And when they had assembled with the elders and taken counsel, they gave a sufficient sum of money to the soldiers and said, tell people, his disciples came by night and stole him away while he was asleep. <laughs> while we were asleep. And so there's another story that's being told about the same incident. And so the second thing I really want to tell you, in the midst of all these stories that, that, that we have to believe, we've got to find our conviction of Jesus and, and this will be the life that we live and the story we share. So what happens then is that in the midst of this, it's this beautiful portion in verse 9. It says, And uh, behold, Jesus met them and said, Greetings to the disciples now. And they came up and took hold of his feet and worshipped him. In the midst of many stories that are being told, the angels telling the ladies, the guards telling the, the leaders, and then them telling them to tell the whole world that actually this is what's happened. The guards came, or his disciples came and stole his body while we were sleeping. We have to find the story that of the, the truthful story. The one that we really want to believe. You cannot build your faith on what others say. You have to come to a conviction based on the truth of Jesus. For the disciples, we see this in verse 9. That they found the story that they needed to believe. And they went and they took hold of his feet and worshipped him. I want to say to you, this is where, most, where we need to mostly be found. To find the truth as the feet of Jesus. To dis discover the truth of who He is and the life that He wants us to live. This is the truth that, that we need to talk about, and, and this is the truth that we need to live in front of people. And this is the simplicity of making disciples. It's based on the truth that you find, that you discover about Jesus. And this is the truth that sustains us. And, and again, we, it's wonderful to hear about the truth of other people, what they tell us. And it's wonderful to get it on your cell phone and, and via email or whatever. But you know what, um, folks, we need, to, we need to go and find the feet of Jesus in inverted commas. 
The feet of Jesus is not a physical place. May I say to you, the feet of Jesus is where you and I spend time in the Word with God and reading more about Him. This is the place where we spend time in prayer and saying, Holy Spirit, please teach me more about Jesus. I, I want to know more about Him. And, and, and so this is the stuff that keeps us standing too. You know what? Anything that stands in this current world is noticed. And that's part of you making disciples. So if you stop, if you, if you stop, stop standing, if you start falling, people will notice that too. And they're like, hey, buddy, what's wrong? How come you, you've lost your faith? How come you, 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 you're not as strong as you what you were in your faith? Could it be that we're not finding ourselves at the feet of Jesus? Now, I think our ability to stand and share and live this message is determined by us going to Him and coming to a conviction of who He is. I think our ability to stand, our ability to share Christ with others is directly linked to this revelation we have of Him. The story we are fully convinced about Him and His, res and his resurrection. We've got to find ourselves constantly coming to His feet. And you know what? We've been talking about this for so long, and we'll keep on talking about it. The fact that you and I need to regularly make time to be at the feet of Jesus so that we can come to our own conviction of the story about Jesus and who He is and what He's done for us so that that's the story that we live and also share with people. It's crucial that we invest more time in coming to His feet. It's crucial that we spend more time at His feet than any other place, at the feet of other philosophers and other people who have theories and opinions uh, about life and about the future and, and, and such. We've got to constantly, as these disciples did, go to the feet of Jesus and look at what He is saying. Hebrews 2 verse 1, uh, the author of the book of Hebrews says this to us, Therefore we must pay much closer attention to what we have heard and in hebrews 1 it's everything about christ and so what he says in hebrews 2 verse 1 he says what you've heard you need to pay much closer to lest he says we drift away from it folks the the, the further you were you're away an hour away from the feet of jesus and it's not a physical place you know that it's this relationship with him it's this constant engaging the further we find ourselves away from him the further we are from the truth the further we are from a story to tell the further we are from a life to live that will that will enable people to see who christ is so that's why i want to say lastly making disciples is the life we live based on our conviction of christ it's not just going around and handing out tracts it is the life we live based on the revelation of the truth we find in Christ. And that's why it says, go and make disciples of all nations. It's based on what you have come to believe about Christ. This is the simplicity of where making disciples of Christ begin. What Jesus then commands us is simply to take the truth about Him and what we continue to learn about Him at His feet uh, and then let this affect our lives, and then it becomes the life that we live in front of others. The task of making disciples was not something these people were, were challenged to do and by switching on a button or switching it off. It was, it was the life that they eventually lived in front of other people. It's not just go and, and once a week we go and 
do evangelism in the streets. It is the life we live every single day of our lives. That's why Jesus said in Matthew 4 verse 19, Follow me and I will make you disciples of all nations. I will make you fishers of men, he said. Really am I saying, I will make you apprentices of myself so that you can look at my life and follow that and live that life in front of people. That's what it means to be a disciple maker, is we learn from Christ, we become like Christ, and we live that in front of people. And then we also share what he is doing in our lives and, and the truth that we find about him. Matthew 7 verse 16, if I can, we're still in Matthew, hey? we're going back to Matthew 7 again. We thought we, we, we left it, but, but in Matthew 7 verses 16 to 20 it says you will recognize them by what <laughs> by what they say no not just by what they say by their fruit say with me fruit if you could <laughs> fruit are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles so every healthy tree bears good fruit but the deceased tree bears bad fruit and so every tree um, is known by the fruit that they carry. It's a clear method of how we ought to be disciple makers. It's through the fruit of our lives. The message we share starts with who we are, not just from what we do. It's who we are. And obviously what you do comes out of who you are. And the message cannot be contradicted by the life of the messenger. The message and the messenger, they go together. <laughs> you got to live the message. And you've got to come to know the message himself, which is Christ Jesus, the one who's come to give us. So our greatest act of going and making disciples by the lifestyle we live and not firstly by the words we say. Obviously, words of proclaiming the gospel are very important. But I think we are focused mostly on the message instead of the messenger. The message enables the messenger to have something. But the message should impact the life of the messenger so that we have something to share. So any message of importance that we communicate and want others to receive becomes very powerful when it is real in our lives. Say that again. Any message of importance that we communicate and want others to receive becomes very powerful and effective when it is firstly real in our lives. I read an article that, that um, somebody wrote about Olympic Games. It's the season of the Olympic Games. And, and they went and they, and they did some research on the impact of the Olympic Games on the host city, whether it was Barcelona or Rio de Janeiro or London or um, Seoul or Tokyo, as we have it currently. Um, years ago, they did this research and they, they did try to look at what does a big sporting event um, what does the impact of that have on the host city? And, um, and they concluded that actually um, it doesn't really lift, uh, lead up to a life of, of, of healthier lifestyle or lead to a healthier lifestyle. And, and it doesn't lead to people taking up more sport and, and you know, impact their lives through that. You would, you would think that it would have, but it doesn't. And, and various reasons are given for this. But I, I want to highlight just one. And the one that they say is this, that role models, people say role models are all very well, but people or we need constant reinforcement. So they say, hey, it was great to watch all these people and look at them, how they perform and how incredible they are at what they're doing. But actually what we need is people to help us to do the same. You can't just show us how to do it. 
You, you show us how you're doing it. You're going to help us do the same. And so really, in other words, in order for people to become involved in something that they have never done or very unfamiliar with, they need to be helped along that journey and be mentored. Or in our world as a Christian, we need to be discipled into that. And so really, that's the conclusion that they came with. And so the Olympic Games didn't, did not have a major effect on the healthy lifestyle of the of the host city because one of the reasons they say please we needed people to come and help us take this new thing become whatever good and just try to do a new sport and it's the same for us as as people of god we need to live the message in front of people and mentor them towards the same by the way we live our lives in front of others so the message becomes incredibly powerful when the messenger first of all is convinced of it when he lives in front of other people, when he helps them see how possible it is to live it, and then helps them to live it too. So finally, I just want to ask this question. So where do we then go and make disciples uh, or live and share this message? Because surely we're not going to all pack our bags and move to, to, I mean, we always talk about China, isn't it? Or to Iraq or to Australia or wherever in the world to go and make disciples. First of and, and foremost, we, we make disciples amongst the people we live and work mostly. And and that's really firstly at home. We we've got our family, we've got our spouses, we've got our children, we've got our parents, and for sing, single people, you've got those around you, and we've got our siblings if we are still at home. That's the first place of making disciples. Most of us will never have to go anywhere physically than just being faithful in living and sharing the good news of Jesus right where we are. And then, and it, then it kind of spreads from there. We, we are at home and it spreads into the place where most of us spend a lot of time. And that's at work. You've got to influence your colleagues. You've got to influence your fellow students. You've got to make disciples there. You've got to impact them with what you're convinced of. And so if you don't find yourself at the feet of Jesus regularly... You have nothing to share. You don't have a story to tell. And, and you don't have a life then to live because you don't see more of Christ. We've got to impact our friends. We've got to impact our, our wider family. We've got, to we've got to impact the people we engage in the streets and in the shops with the life we live. And it's great to go hand out a tract. But you know, making disciples is a journey with the people film that we mostly spend time with and the people that we frequently spend or infrequently or not as often spend time with. And it will be those momently times that we have a moment with people. We can impact them with what we are convinced of. And it could also be the people that God brings supernaturally or momentarily or incidentally upon our path that there's a moment where you engage someone and you impact them with what you are convinced about Christ. could also be the people that God calls us to. There may be people watching, listening to this, that could be called to other cities, other nations, that God wants you to go and live your life and not just, you know, carry a message, but carry um, the heart of Christ within you so that your life becomes a message. And do note that one of the loudest platforms that we have these days to speak from is social media. That is also a place to make disciples from. And therefore, I want to encourage you, make sure that the messages that you post um, is a message about the conviction that you have about Christ. 
Don't just have a conviction about vaccination or the end times or sport or whatever. Carry a conviction about Christ and let that also become a declaration that you make, even on social platform. Be wise with that. I conclude today and I want to encourage you. You have something incredibly valuable to share if you find yourself constantly at the feet of Jesus. And that is the truth about Him. Read more about Him so that that becomes who you are. And that what you become becomes the story you tell. It's not what you just have in your head. It is what you have in your heart that becomes who you are. And that is the story you tell. I encourage you. Share, or first of all, find a conviction, share it, and show it. That is the simple process. And there's more to be shared on how to make disciples and material that we can help you with, etc., etc. But it's firstly important that you find your, yourself at, at the feet of Jesus, regularly learning about Him. Let that convict you. Let that become the truth about Christ. And so that that become the lifestyle you want to live, so that that will become the message that you live in front of people. I pray that that will be real for us as King City Church. I pray that, that we will not just be focused on events to, to reach people and make disciples, but I pray that we will be convinced and convicted of a lifestyle we need to live, and through that, make disciples of all people. God bless you. We're going to journey, journey still on this whole thing of, of, of our mission on earth and, and look at more, but let's start here for now. Love to um, see how God will use this to impact our lives in this community of Bulawayo and beyond. Love you lots. Have a great day.